It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 633, on all the sentimental stuff and clutter, by Corny Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, just like an audiobook, free of charge, mostly from blogs, but sometimes from books, and always with permission from the websites or book publishers. But before we get to it, big thanks to Gusto for sponsoring this episode. Gusto is payroll, benefits, and HR built for small businesses. I love that it's both super simple and paired with great customer service. That lets you spend less time on paperwork and more time on what you really care about. Sign up for Gusto today and get three months free after you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com old. And today's post is one of the most frequently asked questions I hear when it comes to minimalism, how to deal with sentimental items. So let's get right to it as we optimize your life. On All the Sentimental Stuff and Clutter by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. Decluttering comes in waves and stages and layers. Before moving last year, I entered the deepest depths of those waves and stages and layers. I'm talking about the almost everything must go stage. The dishes and clothes were easy, but the stuff that was seemingly attached to my heart was tough. I've let go of many sentimental things in my decluttering journey, but there were a few boxes I held on to until our big downsize. Some things were hard to part with. Things like the little plastic bracelet I wore my first few hours on earth, the red sparkly dance outfit I wore when I was two, my junior high report cards, a newspaper from the day that NYC and the world was forever changed, yearbooks, ticket stubs, Polaroids from amazing evenings on River Street in Savannah, so glad Facebook wasn't around then, champagne corks, the little plastic bracelet my daughter wore during her first few hours, books I read to my daughter so many times that she started catching me when I skipped a page, love letters, breakup letters, our wedding day menu, rocks shaped like hearts that I found hiking with the love of my life. Some of these things made me smile, some made me cry, but each of them brought me out of my life and into my past. As I started going through the sentimental, the ticket stubs, the letters, my mind wasn't here anymore, but back there. And in an effort to hold on tight, I thought, it's not hurting anything or anyone to keep this stuff. And then I remembered that I want my standard to be more in line with how is this helping instead of how is this not hurting. Instead of lingering in the past, I wanna be right here in my big, beautiful life to laugh with my daughter, plan dates with my husband, be immersed in creative projects, hike with my dog, work with awesome people, send new love letters. I don't want my legacy to be storage containers of stuff. In 100 years, no one will care about a letter of recommendation I received from an art professor that meant so much to me. No one will care how excited I was to get a ticket to a sold-out concert at the last minute. The stuff won't matter, but the stories will. I have my stories, and I'll tell them to people who care, and they will tell them to people who care. When I go, I don't want to be remembered by the stuff I left behind, but how I loved while I was here. Now that I've identified why I want to let it all go, the paper and plastic stuff that made up my memories doesn't have a hold on me or my heart. Your sentimental clutter questions. What do I do with old birthday, Valentine's, other greeting cards? You might choose to save a few or jot down a few of your favorite words before you let them go. If you want to recycle the cards, cut them in half, toss the personal, and send a card of your own written on the back of the cover. What about yearbooks full of personal notes? When I looked at my old high school yearbooks, I couldn't remember who wrote what. The messages that were very personal in 1987 
couldn't compare to the little notes that I exchanged today with my family or a good Skype conversation with my sister. Assess the meaning of those messages in your life today. If they aren't relevant, release them. Let go to let in. How do you let go of stuff that has been handmade lovingly for you, but it is not your taste? This is a tough question, and the answer is more for the gift givers and creators. If you do make things or have a specific craft or art specialty, ask your friends and family if they would like you to make them something, or if you can make something for a local organization in their name. For instance, if you're a quilter, you can make a quilt for a homeless shelter in the name of a friend. When you give a gift, include permission to pass it on without hurt feelings. As a recipient of arts and crafts, I'm an artist, so I don't take this lightly. Ask the artist if you can donate the item to a place that could really benefit, like a fundraising auction, library, retirement home, or appropriate venue or event. What about things that can't be donated, such as extra monogrammed wedding glasses? Even monogrammed items are useful to people who don't have the item to begin with. If you aren't using them, give them away. How can I best help others to let go of sentimental items? Share your story, share this post. Be loving and patient. What's the most effective way to store it if you keep it? There's always a chance that what you store will be lost, broken, or forgotten. Instead, take a picture. Take on the shoot your stuff mini mission or read Marcus Allman's simplicity in action story for inspiration. What about wedding day stuff? Great photographs are enough for me to remember my wedding day and the people who celebrated the event. I gave my wedding dress away last year, but clipped a tiny piece of material from my dress and my mother's wedding dress. They're pinned together, and if someday my daughter wants to pin them into her wedding dress, she can. How about things from our children's childhoods? If your children are grown, give them their stuff and trust them to decide what to do with it. Give them permission to keep it or get rid of it so they don't hold on to it for you. If your children are younger, lovingly display their artwork and report cards, and instead of saving all of it, save a few pieces or photograph them and make a digital memory book for your child. I have a small box of my daughter's things for her and if she decides that they aren't important, I'll support that. You don't have to let it all go at once. Take it slowly, honor your memories and identify your whys. Moving forward, instead of capturing moments and boxing them up, embrace them. Be fully engaged and moved right now instead of when you are sorting through the past in a garage or attic. Let your legacy be how you love how you treat people, and the light you bring to this world instead of the stuff you left behind. You just listened to the post titled On All the Sentimental Stuff and Clutter by Courtney Carver of BeMoreWithLess.com. Big thanks to Gusto for believing in this podcast and playing a huge part in keeping it running. Payroll and benefits is not easy. It can take a lot of time and energy to keep up with, especially if you're trying to do it all on your own but Gusto makes it really easy to handle payroll, benefits, and HR. Nine out of 10 users say Gusto is easier to use than other payroll solutions. It's built for small businesses, so you don't have to have an HR expert or become one yourself. And the truth is, traditional payroll and HR providers are built for big companies, and their technology tends to be way outdated and clunky. But Gusto is easy to use and will help you run your business better and faster. They can automatically file and pay your payroll taxes and compile and send your W-2s and 1099s, saving you a lot of time and money. And our special deal will get you three months free after you run your first payroll. So sign up today, just go to gusto.com old to get started. Thank you for being here and listening every day with me. Have a great start to your week and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.
Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.